Hello and welcome to Align Your Mind, the podcast that helps you change your life and achieve your dreams through the power of thought work. My name is Chelsea Tanner. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. Today I'm going to talk about something that doesn't always get named. It's something that gets in our way a lot, but we don't really think about it intentionally, and that's mental resistance. Resistance is that voice in your head that says, well, I can just do it tomorrow. I can put this off one more day. Who's going to notice or care? It's the part of us that has so many good intentions but never really follows through. And it's not true for everyone for all of their aspects of life. Of course, this isn't like a tangible, measurable thing. But why don't we want to get up in the morning for that run? Why don't we want to just write the emails? Why don't we want to just start practicing our instrument? You know, there's so many moments like this that are just so hard to do. Author Stephen Pressfield in his book, The War of Art, explains this concept and how it affects so many artists. The resistance we feel so much of the time is based in the fears and doubts we hold for ourselves and our future and our craft. If we don't believe we'll be able to do something we want to do, if we truly believe it isn't possible, any resistance you feel to doing the thing is going to seem reasonable to you. You know, it says it's the thing that's like, oh, well, I can, I can start tomorrow or, or I can start Monday. You know, it seems reasonable. You know, if we don't believe that we can do or achieve something, like it makes sense to not start today. We'll just deal with that a different day. <laughs> and this is where I think perfectionism really seeps in um, to the feeling of resistance as well. Resistance grows stronger the more we doubt ourselves. So if we expect perfection, we're less and less likely to start or take action because we know the likelihood of perfection isn't realistic, at least in our subconscious we do, right? I'm currently reading Art and Fear by David Bales and Ted Orland, and they describe a scene that takes place in an art classroom that I thought was so interesting. So in this pottery class, they divide students up into two groups. One group will be graded on the quality of their work. They only need to submit one piece. And the other group will be graded on the quantity of their work. When we put it in these terms, it might seem obvious that of course the the students that create more work would be better at it. That they would actually make higher quality work because they made a higher quantity of work as well. Because they had more experience. And it did turn out that way. Every person that was in the quantity group had higher quality work by the end. I think about the many ways in which this can be applied into our own lives. For me, of course, I think about practicing my instrument or teaching lessons. The more I practice and think thoughtfully about what I'm doing and teach, you know, obviously the number of hours doesn't necessarily equal the quality of work. But I think it's an extraordinary factor when we're talking about doing a task as opposed to avoiding a task, which is what resistance really helps us to avoid our tasks. (laughs) You know, I think about writing and making podcasts or social media posts. And the more times that I do those things, the more I learn, the better I get. Resistance comes in to stop us from doing any of the things, right? (laughs) Our brain tells us that 
we aren't cut out for this or that or something we're trying isn't realistic and for more on the word realistic please check out episode four of this podcast it's gonna debunk your thoughts on what the word realistic really means um and for some reason resistance comes in and causes us to think that we don't want to do something in the present right like we might have a plan for our day perfectly made you know making sure we had time for everything but when the time actually comes to it like when you sit down for an hour to write something or you can sit on the couch and scroll on your phone you know sitting on the couch feels easier now notice I didn't say it is easier because that's up to you to decide when we think something is going to be hard or uncomfortable our resistance to it strengthens our brains are wired to avoid pain and if we build up how uncomfortable it will be in our minds this feeling becomes almost too powerful to overcome this is procrastination right <laughs> when then when not doing the thing becomes more problematic and painful than actually doing the thing we eventually get it done like if we have a deadline but this whole process, though, is something we have a say in. I just don't feel like it is tricky. It's sneaky. It's a line believed by humans over and over through the course of their life. And it's once again only just a sentence in your mind. Next time you think, I just don't feel like it. Question it. When you're in the habit of observing your own brain like this, you get to question it as, it, as you would a child. When a kid says they don't feel like cleaning up their room or eating their vegetables, we don't say, oh my gosh, you're right. Like, here are some Oreos and you can just shove all that stuff in your closet. No, of course we don't. As adults, we need to call our brains out on the same BS, right? Um, next time you sit down to do a task and are feeling a lot of mental resistance, see if you can observe the sentence in your mind that's causing all of it. Do you like that? Is it working for you? When you say you're going to do something and then don't do that, it's not being accountable to yourself. For example, if I'm whining because I have to write an email sequence for my newsletter, which if you haven't subscribed, it's called Weekly Wisdom, and I'll link it in the show notes. But if I say, ugh, I don't want to do this. It's going to be so much work. Who reads these anyway? What am I doing this all for? Ugh. You know, if I have that attitude, even as I'm reading that and getting into that frame of mind, I don't even have to write those emails today, but I can feel myself creating resistance to them. <laughs> and in that moment, when I see my brain acting like a toddler, I have a choice. I can act it out. I can buffer with a snack or a nap or other work. <laughs> or I can say to myself, really, this is ridiculous. You know you like this when you get into it. Just start doing it for a couple of minutes and you'll get into that workflow state. But this second part is something we don't always know we have the capability of doing, which is encouraging ourselves to make the decision for the long term. That's the reason I started this podcast with the concept of being the observer of your own mind. If you haven't listened to the first episode, it's so important to do in any and all thought work. <laughs> I get to the point now where I can see my brain having a tantrum and I'll just like watch it. <laughs> it's pretty bonkers when you get to that point, but it's also incredibly empowering because 
then I get to decide what I really want in those moments. Does it always work? Am I perfect at this? Absolutely not. I still act out my tantrums every now and then, but since having this tool, I've been able to motivate myself from a really positive place in these moments instead of shaming myself into doing things. When we notice we're throwing those tantrums in our mind and we just observe them, we have a decision. Sometimes we motivate ourselves with negative emotion and this could look like saying something like, um, seriously, you can't even do your laundry. You're almost 30 and you still let your clothes pile up and you're complaining about having to do it, get to it, grow up. Um, I have to say this isn't so effective from my personal experience with laundry because then I feel bad and have to do laundry, which is one of my least favorite pastimes. Um, Instead, I could say, I can see that you don't feel like it right now, but it's going to be so awesome tomorrow when you wake up and you have every piece of clothing clean and put away. You're going to set yourself up for the week and you won't have to worry about it. Treating yourself with compassion is one of the most underrated things that we are never taught how to do. (laughs) Honestly, our entire life experience is based in how we think and feel at any moment. So why would you choose when you know, now you can choose, to shame and guilt yourself when you feel resistance? Now, most people don't know that this is a choice, right? I feel like I have some sort of secret that is really obvious when we think about it, but most people are fully in invested in their tantrums, right? Not observing anything and acting out whatever thoughts they may be having. When you feel resistance come up, when you're about to do a task, even if it's as small as doing laundry, which if you haven't picked up on this, it is the one thing in my adult life I avoid at all costs (laughs) for some reason. When you feel resistance, acknowledge that it's there. Recognize your thoughts and speak to yourself in an encouraging way as you'd want someone else to do for you. When you do these steps, it's so empowering because then you don't need to rely on the encouragement of others. And I have to say, like, if you need encouragement, which, like, honestly, I do need encouragement to do my laundry. It's so ridiculous. I feel like we all have those little tasks that we don't like doing, you know. But if I can encourage myself and I can empower myself in those moments of saying, like, oh, you know, it's going to be so great at the end of this. You're going to wake up tomorrow and you're going to be like, oh, my gosh, all my clothes are clean. Or you're going to wake up. And we can say, I have 12 weeks of emails written or, you know, whatever it might be. When you do things from a positive place where you can see the value instead of tearing yourself down, you have your own back. And that's a huge skill because you don't need to shame or guilt yourself into things because you'll just procrastinate them. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you have not already and you listened to this podcast um, and you liked it, uh, go rate it on Apple Podcasts. I would love if you could do that so this could reach even more people. Also, if you liked it, please mention it to a friend. I would so appreciate you spreading the word. The theme music for this podcast is a song called Paper Morning. (laughs) No, it's not. The theme music for this podcast is a song called Already Gone by Paper Morning. They're an amazing band and you should definitely check them out. 
um, in the link in the show notes.